Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. Uh, we, we know that being around severe weather can really affect our mental health. And tonight's guest, Valerie Gardner, brings her experience teaching counseling and teaching others in the weather industry. We'll also have some fun with our hashtag weather fools and wasted weather clips all on episode 192 of the Stormfront Freaks Live! Going green. <gasps> Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. All right, welcome to the most entertaining weather show. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks Live, and it's brought to you by Windstorm Products. Uh, I think everyone knows the tropics are pretty active right now, so act before it gets too late. Okay, a lot of people have already made uh, made the mistake with Adelia. Uh, don't make the mistake because we still have over half the season coming up. Proudly serving the web for 15 years, windstormproducts.com. It stocks all the hurricane hardware for your storm protection needs. The unmatched selection quantities and pricing combined with their $5 flat rate shipping in the U.S. makes them the best choice for helping to protect your home or business. So shop windstormproducts.com. Uh, thanks to all of our Patreon teammates. We love you all. Uh, you'll see them all scrolling across the bottom of the screen right now. Uh, right right down Ooh, here. That's a nice um, little crawler, Phil. Love that that's, little crawler. That's nice. We got some winners. Yeah. Uh, we've been we've been working uh, working hard and, and doing a great job with our, our Facebook exclusive group uh, that we have for all of our uh, Patreon members as well as some past guests, our co-hosts. But um, you can support the show. We also just, uh, some of you might remember Josh Burnham. I know Josh is back in the fray again, so Josh is back. But you can join our team as well, get access to interact with us and that exclusive Facebook group I told you about with over 50 of our past guests. We've got a number of tiers. Uh, some include uh, exclusive merchandise, and you can help support our show for as little as $5 a month. So you can find out those details at stormfrontfreaks.com. Um, I do want to share with all of you a little tease, and <clears throat> this is kind of going out to our co-hosts a little bit too as well. But we've been working with uh, fellow podcast Carolina Weather Group and Chaser Chat. Uh, we're going to produce a 12-hour streaming telethon to support disaster relief through the American Red Cross. So we're going to be uh, certainly leaking some more details of that, including some of the special guests we have coming on over the coming weeks. But what you need to do is just mark your calendar for Saturday, November 18th. So that's going to be our telethon day. Uh, it's going to be 12 hours of just great guests talking weather and storms and, and also doing a great job of supporting disaster relief. But that's November 18th. Come watch us uh, and bring some of the biggest names in weather uh, to you guys at that point. So now that you got that on your calendar, let's find out uh, our co-hosts that are here tonight. As you know, if, if you're not new to the show, you know uh, it's always happy hour. Uh, Valerie, it's always happy hour every time we record. So, wow. um, but it's also a great way to, in, to introduce the co-hosts that are with us tonight and let you know we just like to have a good time here on this uh, weather podcast. So I'm going to go around the horn and Mark Maz Massaro, our former on-camera meteorologist, is back. Haven't seen you for a while, Maz. What you got? I know. What are you drinking? I, I, <laughs> I have uh, Rheingeist RG Bevs. It's a Wowie Colada. I was just, Ooh. I was like, oh. 
crud. What's it? I don't even know what that is. What is it? Yeah, it's uh, it's pineapple and passion fruit colada alcohol. So in a beer, (laughs) and that's yeah. You know what? I was looking, and there was only light beer, and I was like, okay, I need something else. I just grabbed this. And what is that called? A wowie colada. A wowie colada. Yeah, it's very manly. I just want you to know. <laughs> I like that, Maz. There's nothing wrong with a guy drinking a fruity drink. I'm just going to say that right now, Maz. I'm with you all the way. Yeah, honey, I love honey, honey give me my umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jen Watson, our on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel. Jen, what do you got what? tonight? Oh, my gosh. You got a good mug. Drinking? Oh, you I know. A happy hour doesn't have oh. to include alcohol though. So I'm drinking um like a energy B vitamin drink, like an emergency. That's what I'm drinking right mm. now. <laughs> Keeping it's the sickness away. Flavored. Yeah, it's raspberry flavored. It's, it's like a wowie colada virgin wowie colada kind of. Wow. And I'm telling you, sometimes you just gotta mix that in with just some like straight vodka. You know, I've done that before. It's not bad, you know, just a little bit. Just a you know little what? bit Phil's take the edge off. Bill has seen me drink. Yeah, but you you can only go to that that trough so many times, Jen. I mean, at some point you gotta. Okay, I, you know. I think the last time I saw you drink was right before COVID at that hotel in in uh, Oklahoma Brady, City. That's, that is yeah, you have seen me drink too drink. in person. So it's near. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was over three years ago. That's good. All right, hey, uh, Brady Harris, our meteorologist. Uh, Brady, you're talking it up, so you better be drinking something good. Oh, tonight. I'm drinking. I got a nice country club pour of some nice red <laughs> wine. You know, so a little uh, little cab sav for the the summer months. You know. Wow. I'm fancy. Brady. I'm fancy today. Yeah, for sure. I like the fancy. All right, and of course we got MJ running the show in the back in the green room. He's hanging out with our uh, VIPs, Garrett and Angela, are back there as well. But uh, Maz, uh, I, I haven't heard you do an introduction for a little bit, so I'm looking forward to uh, hearing you introduce our guest. Well, what voice would you like again? Uh, your, your best one, whatever that is. <laughs> best one, oh. Or Kermit oh, the Frog, you pick. Yeah. One, one. Hey, yo, Commander Valerie. No, I'm not going <laughs> to I like it. Whole, Valerie was like, oh, no, you don't. No. <laughs> hey, Commander Valerie Gardner. Is here with us. She is a behavioral health officer with the U.S. Public Health Service. You saw the USPHS on her shirt there, yes. She previously served as the first behavioral health and wellness officer for the National Weather Service. Commander Gardner has over 27 years of clinical experience, 12 years of military behavioral health program development and management experience. I'm just going to call you Valerie. Uh, you must have a foot long business card with all of that on there. I don't know how you do it. So tell us, am I going to call you Valerie? Am I going to call you commander tonight? Let's call me Valerie. Okay. Or commander Valerie. I could do that too. Just letting you know. So tell us what exactly does your job entail? Cause it's, it sounds a little mysterious to me. So it depends on which part of my job you want to hear about. Um, I, I I left weather service in um, July of this year, so I'm no longer with them. But w- what I did do while I was there, I helped with um, just helping them improve organizational culture, um, work-life balance and experience. Um, and that included things like, you know, how do we revamp shift work? How do we promote and normalize um, seeking mental health service if you if you have a need or don't know if you have a need? Um, how do we, you know, really 
really um, practice balanced living in, sp in spite of the challenges that they faced, um, you know, predicting weather. So have you, I mean, let's obviously COVID has had an impact on everyone in the world. Have you seen an increase in people either experiencing challenges or, and, or seeking out help? I mean, is it kind of a, is it parallel is how, how does that all work or what are you seeing? No, I, that's a great question, um, as yes, with COVID and, you know, we, we talk about, or we tend to focus on some of the negative aspects of COVID as a behavioral health provider. I think one positive, um, outcome from COVID is it normalized, um, mental health, not only the people struggling with mental health issues, but also, that it's okay to, to seek out services. So um, currently, I think the current stats, one in, in every five Americans maybe suffer from a mental health condition. But during COVID, um, you know, I, I wanna say the numbers for depending on which year, 2020, 2021, going into 2022, we saw an increase of not only people um, seeking help, but acknowledging that they were struggling with depression, anxiety, an increase in in um, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, alcoholism. The first, I'm going to say the first quarter, but the first three months of the COVID pandemic, there was an increase in alcohol abuse. Oh, yeah. I think I think it increased like 24% from March to June or July. So yeah. um, yeah. great question. Yeah, all you had to do was take a walk down your neighborhood and you just see everyone's recycling bins and they were just full yeah. of alcohol yeah. bottles. Yeah, uh, yeah. alcohol sales increase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Valerie, I, I have a question because mm -hmm. I think you hit on something that was really interesting. You know, I feel like in the private industry and in the government field, right, in the National Weather Service, you know, shift work is hard, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. You know, you're either working the graveyard shift, you're working the morning shift. It's it's very rare that you're, if not, you know, non-existent to work a nine to five job in the meteorology field, right? And especially at the National Weather Service, right, with those shifts. How did you how did you help to to normalize that, or how did you help to to help people kind of cope with that kind of lifestyle? Because it, it's hard. Definitely, and and so I think. Uh, you know, the first the first thing I and I have to say, um, when I came on to whether I came on in the heart of COVID. And so I think it was a prime time um, for the, you know, agency to focus on how how are we going to do business in, in you know, with the conditions and the challenges of COVID. So the agency, I, I don't want to take credit for the agency's um, not only willingness to look at impact of shift work, but how they operated in in general. So um, the field was was ripe and ready for me to come in and support and help. But as you said, it, it is very challenging. And I tell people, when we look at mental health problems, when we look at PTSD, what puts you at higher risk? Uh, work 
a schedule such as rapidly rotating shift work puts you at higher risk. So what do you do? I tell people how you, how we go into a disaster or a weather event is how we come out of it. So if we're not practicing good self-care, if we're not separating from work when we're not at work, if we're not finding things to provide us relief and enjoyment. I love your, um, the group, you, the laughter. You have to find balance to really, com- really combat the impact of shift work. We know people who work shift work, they're at higher risk of everything, health disparities, um, social issues, relationship strains, um, shorter lifespan. So how do I combat that with the personal choices that I that I make and prioritize. I always say um, we're replaceable at work, unfortunately. Um, However, no one wants to lose anyone from a team. However, if they lose us, they find a replacement. But if you're sitting at home where most of us are sitting possibly, um, we're not replaceable. Well, my husband might could find another wife. (laughs) Not as no. good as this one. No, no way. Not one commander. Not as good as commander. this one. No <laughs> but, but you know, you know, my my sister, my kids. You know, I'm not replaceable as a mom, daughter, wife, sister. So we we have to take that in, into account. And uh, Valerie, I love this conversation because there's so many different aspects of, you know, being a meteorologist and and working in this field that can be straining, you know, the stress of should we trigger that tornado warning or I should have done it sooner. And it's a lot of times or many times it can be life or death situations, but I kind of have a two-part question. The first part, I would love to know when you were at the National Weather Service and leading up to a big weather event, like a severe weather outbreak or, you know, a hurricane making landfall, did you have, you know, talk to the the team, the workers at all, the, the meteorologists and have them make sure they read something or watch something? Like what was your message to them before a very stressful event like that? Um, another great question. Yes, I was available to any staff member at Weather Service 24 hours, and I provided critical incident stress management, which is an opportunity to really um, have a neutral, I wasn't therapeutizing, um, diagnosing, but a, a safe place for you to vent, share, unload. And I, I think that my primary message was all, always take care of yourself, take care of each other, and don't be afraid to tap out. Don't be afraid to take a break. Um, we can't, the, the old adage, we can't pour from an empty cup or, or put your oxygen mask on first. And so, you know, um, during COVID, there was a couple of articles when passion leads to burnout. Let me tell you, our, you guys, as meteorologists, you don't want to quit. You don't want to <laughs> quit um, even when it's time to quit. And so I had to remind them um, just to take care of themselves um, so that they would get they they would get through the event and they would give they give they sacrifice um, more personal for 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 the mission really dedicated um, to the mission. I, I wish I could just tell everyone how you know and show them how dedicated if they don't know that these people are to providing the best 
um, weather report and, and warnings that they, they could. I feel like yeah. you nailed it, Valerie, saying that because meteorologists are some of the most dedicated people I've ever met. Like we don't leave our shifts. I, I worked in local TV, you know, I worked in national and it's, I mean, you feel obligated to just be there, you know, and even if you're not on camera anymore, it's just, it's very intense. And I know once, you know, a severe weather outbreak is over, the National Weather Service team members have to go out and survey the damage, see the families, the, all the big emotion, the destruction, and potentially see, unfortunately, people who passed away from the storm. Because I know um, I worked the April 27th, 2011 outbreak, and I was friends with some of the National Weather Service employees. And they're like, Jen, we had to come up with different words to describe like obliterated, you know, and, and the stories they told me that I will not repeat um, here were just like, you couldn't imagine it, you know? So how, how would somebody, you know, help, how would you help a National Weather Service employee overcome something like that? You know, having to go out there and survey, you know, destruction. Uh, you know, first, I want to say they did a really good job of making sure that there were resources. And again, they knew I was available. A lot of times um, I would go to the impacted offices in areas and just spend time with them and let, you know, they they had full access to me. So just knowing that there there was support, I think, helped a lot. But they also took care of each other. Um, through the event, after the event, dedicated to the communities that they were serving. Um, that's always a big help. I think it's important, you know, I have to say as a professional, you really have to be honest and, and, and take opportunities to do self-assessments. How, how, how are you doing? And um, again, I can't say this enough. I might sound like a broken, a, a broken um, record, but it's okay to take a break. It's okay to tap mm -hmm. out. And then it's okay, let's chat. I, I uh, was given private space so people could come in and just talk with me and just share what the experience, what it was like for them, how it impacted them, and just being able to share and talk, no additional resources if you need them in the future, I really, I think was a, a big help to them. And Valerie, then under mentioned... oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. I apologize. I was just going to say, you mentioned that you were available to them 24 seven. And I am like, okay, so what, what did you do for yourself? I mean, cause you know, it's hard, you know, if you're a doctor, I'm like, doctors are the worst patients, right? Cause, exactly. but so, Sometimes. so what did you do for yourself? Cause, cause my <laughs> wife is a stress baker and I'm a stress eater. So it's a perfect marriage, right? I just gained a whole bunch of weight. So what would what do you do then? You know what, Mads? We're we're gonna be good friends. I I always say carbs. Carbs are my drug of choice when I'm a little when I'm a little stressed. I have to be honest. Um, and what's your go-to so carb, Valerie? What's your go-to? Yeah, what's your go-to carb? I love Oreos. You know, garlic I, bread. I, I love I love potatoes. Yeah, and it, I don't care if it's sweet, white. I like I like potatoes. So um, I love it. Yeah. So um, good question. I don't always practice what I preach, but let me tell you. Um, again, I can't, and they're not paying me to say this, but um, 
to see their dedication and passion fueled me. And they were always mindful and sensitive that I was just, I was one for all of all of them. And so if I needed to tap out, no one ever said, we need you more. They, they made sure that I had the opportunities to, um, so most weekends I was with my family. I did, I was out in the field, but I would travel to where my, my um, family is located right now. So most weekends I would get to refuel with family and then head back out to the field. So, um, that's that's how I took care of me. Did they have chips with the family? <laughs> <laughs> as long as they had chips, I'm okay. Yes. <laughs> so what was the most impactful weather event while you were there at the National Weather Service? Um, wow. You know, helping people. I know there's, you know, every area across the country has its own risk of natural disasters that are higher than others. Um, but what was one that was just it really hit people hard. That's a good question. I'm not sure I could, I can answer that. I think, you know, again, being a part of their mission from a day-to-day basis, every event um, meant, you know, was just impactful to them, especially, you know, um, I don't want to get my dates mixed up, but we had a a string of tornadoes that went through the Southwest. Um, Mm -hmm. That was, that was really um, significant for, for Kentucky and, and Tennessee. A couple of hurricanes um, after I had come on board, one particular area, you know, was pounded in 2020, the South was pounded. And so those, those, you know, again, I think for me, I'm going to say most impactful for me, going to a field office and seeing a meteorologist show up for work and, and they have damage at their, their home or they, they have other friends or family members very close to them who have been impacted and they show up and give their all to, um, to the community or is working to support the community at, while fulfilling their obligation um, to the mission. So those were the most impactful moments for me. Like I'm asking, how can I help? Or people are encouraging them to take a break and they're like, no, I'm good. This is where I need to be right now. So I, I, I just have to, um, I learned a lot. And, and I share with Phil a, f- a few days ago, I was ignorant or naive, whichever you want to use, you know, I, I saw the glory side. I, I'm a weather watcher. I would put the weather channel on 20, just, and I love watching it. And I always saw the exciting side of it. So I thought these storm chasers, they enjoy and they're passionate and always exciting. Um, but I got to really see the personal impact, um, again, health, relationships, um, internal, personal struggles, because sometimes you think, oh, something must be wrong with me because, you know, Brady is not saying, Phil is not saying, but we don't know what is going on internally. And so Mm -hmm. the internal, um, you know, conflict that goes on. So they allowed me to come into their world and they were very raw and open with me about that. And so all of that was impactful 
to me? What could I have done differently? I I was part of conversations where I, I got to go to offices where the community wasn't so kind, blamed the meteorologist for um, you know certain outcomes. So um, those were those were the things that were that pulled at my heartstrings um, because I know um, the work that they put in before during and after an, an event. And um, it's, it's just, it's, it's sad sometimes because again, I don't think, or maybe I don't think I'm alone. I don't think people know the sacrifice that's, that's made um, by our meteorologists on a day-to-day -day basis. Tell, tell me this, Valerie, because you talked about like you, you're not coming into this with a weather background, you didn't come to the National Weather Service that way. And, and you know, apologies, because I know you're with the Coast Guard now, too, but, but we're asking a lot of the weather questions. It's but, okay. But I want to tie into what Jen asked a little bit and, and really find out from you, because you came in a weather weenie, right? A weather geek, like, like a lot of us, mm -hmm. but, but not in the industry. You, Brady, you threw me off because I, I actually I was going to jump in and say, Valerie, Brady does a good job of following your take time off, um, you know, take time for yourself. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we always wonder what's going on in his head, too. We do. <laughs> I love you, Brady. <laughs> but, but, so, but here's my question. So when when you came, I just I'm curious to know what was the thing that surprised you most that you saw happening with in the weather industry and with the meteorologists and the forecasters and the um, everybody with the National Weather Service, what was the thing that you came in going, wow, I didn't expect that, or I didn't expect to see so much of this challenge or um, you know, this struggle? Uh, I, I guess what maybe surprised you once you got into the industry a little bit? And so might not be the answer you want to hear, Phil, but here's my truth. Here's, here's my honesty. I was very nervous um, taking the assignment with uh, Weather Service because I'm a behavioral health officer and I'm like a bunch of scientists, a bunch of smart geeks. They're not going to want to talk with me or have me, you know, infringe on their world. The most surprising thing for me is the reception that I received and the honesty that I received, the um, ask that they really wanted my support and help, that they were honest about their personal struggles. Um, they, they shared the impact of shift work. Um, they talked about the conflict of dedication, but how how do I balance the passion and dedication, but also um, nurture soul, family, you know, other activities that we are faced with. So I think that was the most um, surprising and most rewarding thing for me. Um, if you get a chance to talk to anyone at Weather Service, hopefully they'll say the same, but I truly felt um, wanted and I was part of not only um, boots on the ground, the field office's family, but leadership also respected my profession, my professional advice. And I really saw a commitment to, okay, here's what science is showing. Here's what our, 
our team members are saying, how can we do it better? How can we take care of our people differently and better? And I, I, I really think COVID helped not only weather service, but other organizations as well. We've learned a lot. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here at home, but prior to COVID, how many of us would have been able to um, telework or al alternate work schedules or, or even look at, okay, how can we do something different? And I, I don't know if I really can share too much, but they decided, hey, we're going to take a stab at it. And they're doing, they're doing things differently on a day-to-day -day basis. They're working to improve um, work-life balance for weather service employees. And like I said, I, I'm at a, another organization now, but I see that across the board. People are becoming a priority. Uh, we are the heart of wherever we sit or wherever we show up in life um, during the day. And people are understanding that we, we, we need we need people to do what we do and to do it well. So we got to take care of them. Valerie, Valerie, what do you do when you 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 see somebody you know? Oh, they are in need of some assistance, mm -hmm. <clears throat> whether it's counseling or you need to go to a timeout, Mister. Some whatever it is. What do you do to then? Because you can't force them. You can't be like you know, arms on your back and put them on the ground, and you're gonna you're gonna go through counseling. What do you do if you see somebody and you they're not really wanting help, but you know they need it? Okay. You guys are asking me great questions. I think first, um, be honest with them in a um, caring and respectful way. I think sometimes people are just waiting for someone else to acknowledge the struggle or offer assistance. So, so depending on your relationship with the person or encourage someone who does have a relationship with the person to first ask a question, how are you doing? Or make a statement, I've noticed, or, or how can I help? And um, oftentimes, some, sometimes we're guilty of saying, you need, you need, versus saying, I'm here to support you. And um, I want to, have you consider reaching out? Um, here's a resource. Um, why don't you or let's go together. So sometimes just simple questions or or those um, um, emotional supportive statements make a, a difference. And you have you do have a few outliers. You have some who are in denial. And sometimes you know we have to let people figure out their why. And unfortunately, we talk about rock bottom. Some, sometimes we have to suffer some severe consequences to determine or to establish motivation or a good why for why to go seek um, support, resources, or help. And then you can wrestle them to the ground? <laughs> well, uh, wow. you know, I, I know you see, Maz is, is, is joking, but sometimes depending on the mental state, there are times where we will have to force mm -hmm. people to seek help. So sometimes we do have to, um, in my world, is called um, commitment to psychiatric care. You get mm -hmm. um, legal involved. So depending on what state they're in, if they're psychotic or a danger to themselves or others, we might have to, hey, I'm not leaving you and this is what you're going to do. It's always better if there's a relationship 
with the person, but that that might not always be the case. In a in a work environment, I'm going to always say is the is this the leadership supervisor's responsibility to keep everyone safe. So sometimes just a supervisor having a conversation, hey, we are glad you're a part of the team, but these are the things that I'm noticing and here are your options. And so sometimes we don't want to, tough love is is really um, is really the, the care that people need. And so mm. sometimes, you know, um, giving people consequences, choices and consequences is the best thing that we can do to, to make sure that they're, they're cared for and taken care of. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if you're a weather geek like Valerie and the rest of us, or, or if you love the freaks, I'll tell you what, there's a global community of thousands of weather enthusiasts that you'll want to join. And it's the American Meteorological Society's Weather Band. You've heard us talk about it before. It's at amsweatherband.org. You can connect with weather enthusiasts all over the world, as well as over 10,000 members of the AMS. You can swap questions, data, stories with researchers, broadcasters, storm chasers, and more. All you gotta do is join the interactive weather webinars. Uh, you can also test your trivia knowledge. I know uh, we have a lot of fans of trivia here. And you can enter your storm chasing photos in the weather band photo contest. They also, yeah, you've heard us talk in the past about their jamposium. Um, but all you got to do is a weather band. It's a great place to nurture and share your love of weather. You can get full membership for just $12 a year, which is an amazing uh, deal. Uh, just go to amsweatherband.org. Uh, you can find out all the details and, and connect with everybody there. So tell you what, we're going to take a, a short, uh, yeah, a drummer too. Yeah. They are. The band's getting back together. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're taking a short break and we'll be uh, right back with more from Val. So stay tuned. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, so Valerie Gardner is with us. and. Valerie, so so we have a lot of people that uh, follow us and and listen and watch uh, that are storm chasers as as well as meteorologists. But I'm I'm always curious between it, it, the two to me major storm systems, right? Which is like a, a supercell tornado kind of a storm uh, and a, a tropical hurricane storm, right? Now one of them is is pretty intense short-lived typically right um and and uh, both have a lot of fallout after the fact but then you have the other one which is kind of where we're at currently which is the tropical storm season where it's it's built up it's built up it's over multiple days you know it's it's not a quick uh storm it's it's a long-lived storm 
What, what have been the differences, you know, in the time that you were with the National Weather Service, I guess, what, what were the differences that you saw between people that, that dealt with um, the quick storms, but more importantly, those that have the high anticipation? Now, our, our forecasters do a great job now, even with the, the, the tornado outbreaks, right? To be able to forecast those still days in advance, and have a good idea something's coming, but it's still not like that tropical season where, okay, there's something just right off the coast. We think it could go this way, it could go that way, we don't know. And whether it's a meteorologist or it's the general public um, dealing with that, what's what's the difference in that stress level that, that you've experienced? Well, I, you know, how can I best answer that question? I, I think what people need to recognize is that you know, what are the contributing factors that can lead up to depression, anxiety, PTSD? So you talked about tornado, sometimes, um, you know, hard to track. I'm not the meteorologist, but sometimes hard to track, big impact versus, you know, you could prepare for possibly the hurricane or, you know, my time at weather service, um, some of my meteorologists, well, there's not much attention given to those of us who are looking at blizzards, winter storms and deaths after high heat indexes and lives lost during those type of events. So I think it's important for people to know some of the risk factors is exposure, exposure, frequency, duration, intensity, all can increase or put you at higher risk of having, um, a, you know, a mental health, mental health impairment. So, I, 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 you know, how do, how do you counter that? Some of the protective factors, um, preparation, support, um, a strong belief system, because there's things outside of our control, unfortunately. We have more and more um, weather-related events, and it's, it's impacting us all. So really um, having protective factors help you get through those events. I must, you know, I have to say from watching or, um, you know, listening to my meteorologists, um, whether it was fire, tornado, hurricane, they had a lot of energy regardless of the event. They they tried to prepare as much as they could. They tried to prepare the community. And um you, you hope you hope for 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 the best. And I think um nothing or no one is always anything. So I I want people to understand our 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 meteorologists, you have some that have struggled with mental health because of all of the things that we've mentioned, but we have some that go through the events and because of some of those protective factors, they, they go home, they rest, they recover, they get up and they do it again. So I hope, hopefully I answered your question, Phil. No, that, that was good. I, I just, I, I felt that that, you know, there's definitely a difference in anticipation Yes. Whether, whether, and of course, you, you've seen the, the meteorological side and the forecasters, and, you know, we certainly see it with, with storm chasers, but it's also, and maybe even more importantly, with residents, with, with the victims that are affected by that, that live in those areas, not just work in those areas in forecasting. So I, I was just kind of curious what your experience has been seeing 
both sides of that, right? Yeah. Both sides of the anticipation and, and what that does to someone mentally. Well, I, I've seen one recent um, stat, I think it was from um, 2022, if I'm not mistaken, the um, National Institute of Healthcare Management. They predict that 20 to 50% of the population now have a higher degree of anxiety and depression as it relates to acute weather events. So we're wow. having more frequent events and, and more um, in, intense um, events, there's more and more anxiety related to um, acute weather. And, and so what we, we tend to forget about the social, the social stressors post event. And so, um, yeah, there are some, there's some more and more research is mm. coming out as it relates to weather events, climate, and, and mental health. Valerie, do you think, do you think, um, just, just from your experience, was, was there more, um, was there more people coming to you like after a big event or, or was it just like the day to day, you know, the grind of, of shift work or kind of, you know, the, the daunting tasks of forecasting, was there a difference in the frequency? Like, did you notice, you know, after a big event, there was a lot of people that came or was it just kind of like a steady flow? during, you know, just like the day-to-day -day operations of forecasting? Uh, I'm, I'm going to safely answer that question, Brady, because I, yeah. I, I don't want to disclose. Too yeah, many. yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So I, I would say it was just, it was consistent. Um, yeah. And so I think we have to recognize they're human beings just like we are, and they face all of the same social stressors that mm -hmm. we're facing. So um, they were going through COVID. They were losing family members. They were working extreme shift schedules, navigating. Yeah. So all of those challenges, um, as the rest of the world was impacted, our meteorologists were impacted. So I would say um, consistent throughout. Mm. I, I can't say I had higher this versus this yeah. time. Yeah. No, it, make, it so, makes sense. I mean, I think, yeah. and the reason why I asked that was I, I think people, to your point, right? Um, well, well, first of all, the job you do is amazing helping these people in, in, in these times. And I think we all need to to, to talk to people and, and we all have, you know, I think we all would benefit from having someone like you, Valerie, where you could go to and talk to. Um, and I think that, that it's an important point, right? Because I think people don't understand the day-to-day of meteorologists and it's not just the big weather events it's it's you know that you brought up a really good point like they're they're on top of doing this stressful job of forecasting they're also experiencing life right um and so that's something i think people don't realize is these these meteorologists aren't just robots they're people too no um, and, so. and brady i do want to say um you know at the onset of COVID, a lot of the information that was published by CDC, first responders were the were part of the group of people um, the most mostly impacted by um, COVID that had the higher numbers of uh, mental distress because of their work never stopped. And I I do want to say we. I lumped meteorologists into that category, first responders, because what what people don't know, you know, some of us got to retreat from work a little bit during the onset of 
of um, isolation during COVID, it didn't stop. It didn't stop for for meteorologists. They didn't get to work um, from home, especially our forecasters. They didn't get, you know, t- traditional telework um, mm-hmm. opportunities. And so I would, you know, if I could add or share with the world through your podcast for them to keep in mind, they are they are there, um, like you said, onset duration post. And so I think they're the hidden um, first responders that I feel um, may be overlooked when we are looking at trends for um, behavioral health issues with certain um, professional categories. I think more work and, and more research needs to focus on um, our people in, in, um, in the meteorological world. Valerie, that was very well said. Um, And I would love to know for you personally, just we all, you know, have different ways how we release our stress and, you know, prevent burnout. What are like your top three favorites? Is it yoga? Do you like listening to a podcast, reading books, going for walks, being in nature? Like how do you, you know, yourself manage your anxiety and burnout? And what do you do to de-stress maybe on a daily basis? Beyond potato chips. Beyond, um, Mass. Okay. Um, Bravo, Bravo. <laughs> and, and so these are the things when we look at prevention, these are the things that I shared with my meteorologist as well. But I love that question because again, we have to take care of ourselves. So for me, um, faith is at the top of my list. So I tell people um, spirituality means different things to different people, but there's some good um, statistics that show that there's some extreme benefits to making sure that there's a belief system or something that allows you to um, step outside of yourself and practice, um, you know, gratitude or being grateful. So faith is at the top of my list. Um, Families the second. And then I balance my love for cards with physical activity. Um, We have to, we have to sleep, eat, and play and move well. If we don't, um, our bodies do not work. I'm I'm 52 years old, and I I tell everyone like if you don't if you don't use it, you lose it. And so mm. the quick quickest way to get energy, I saw I saw a little meme. This is the pyramid scheme. You you mean I have to. I have to put something in to get something out. It was for physical activity. Yes, um, it's a, the easiest way to get a dopamine and, and good serotonin. And we know serotonin is that mood stabilizer. So eating, playing, moving. Um, I prioritize those things, even when I don't feel like it. Um, because how many of us didn't feel like moving, walking, going to the gym. And when we left, how did we feel after? That's well, dopamine. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Val, and MJ <laughs> would agree with me on this. I use my knees every single day and I'm still losing them. So <laughs> I, I don't, I'm sorry, Phil. I don't know. <laughs> how are you using them? <laughs> uh, I'm walking. I didn't want to go there. Standing. Okay, Valerie, I got to ask you this because I just got a timely, I just finished my beverage and you'd mentioned before, you know, people would self-medicate with alcohol and stuff. But now in the day of other recreational 
uh, substances that it's legal. Do you mean are weed? You starting... What's that? I'm sorry. You mean weed? Is that what you kids call <laughs> Not it? Not that now? I would know. No, no, I don't do. Hey, hey. <laughs> so speaking of ganja, anyway, um, no. So, so what are you seeing an increase in other substance abuse? And are you, I mean, cause that could be a trigger and a problem all by itself. Can it? Yeah. Great question. We, we, Maz, you and I joked about, about food, but you know, um, I, I would say that's, that's one of the, the biggest addiction issues that we, we have in in our society today. It's one of the safest drugs that we can turn to, right? And whether it's classified in as caffeine, sugar, um, fat, um, processed foods, um, it gives us a quick, a quick what? Dopamine release energy, but then it wreaks havoc on us. So, and that's a challenge for a person working extreme shifts. You don't have time to focus on good nutrition. You grab something quick. So definitely, definitely, um, I would say food. Um, and I, I told you one stat with, with alcohol, but I, I like to also share, I am a master addiction counselor as well. We, we think of addiction in the world of substance, but anything that we turn to, to get relief, we turn to, to check out, um, it helps us feel better or forget our troubles in the moment is, can be an addiction. So sometimes that's gaming. Sometimes that's, um, um, overindulging in social social media or other risky behaviors because no, we're you getting not talk to my mom because if you do i'm toast because both of those both of those she would she would be like yep he's got that oh. well again we gotta look at we gotta look at when and how and and the impact before we label it to get a true diagnosis of so i'll give you that brady okay Hey, you, but, you're listening to that, Mom. Hear that? But, but I think it's important we we need to look at. So now there's other vices that are not in the chemical world that people turn to that is an addiction and can also have adverse um, outcomes for our lives, social, physically, and so professionally. So um, thank you for that. All right. Well, hey, I heard it before, but I'm hearing it again. Uh, that Whoa. is the sound uh, for our lightning round. And Valerie, this is what was that, Brady? I don't know. I was, I was, I was starting to say lightning was a sound, but it's not. So okay, <laughs> it's not. But anyway, um, so this is our flashy and brilliant game of questions that we always get to play with our guest. Okay. Uh, we always invite everybody listening or watching to play along with us as well. Um, but, but. Can I Based, phone a friend? Do I need to phone a friend? You, you, you can always phone a friend if you want, absolutely. <laughs> but this everybody's going to participate in oh, this one okay. tonight. Okay. So this is kind of for everybody. But uh, it is a little bit related to your profession, and I'll explain a little bit later. But this one tonight is called Weird Things That Humans Search For. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, so this is actually it's 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 a game, it's a card game that you can play. But Valerie, what this is is based on, you know, when when people jump on Google, because unfortunately they don't always go to people to help them 
uh, they'll go to Google to help them and they'll type in, uh, you know, uh, wh what time does da, 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 or, or how do you know when something, 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 right? How to tie and, your shoes. Yeah. So these are the top, which that's Brady. He's asking that question I all mean. the time. <laughs> and I've tried to help him with that. But, uh, but anyway, so, so this is the top 10 uh, responses to certain things typed in finishing the blank. So you know how when you start typing something, Google kind of fills in the most common rest of the question you're asking. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. These are the top 10 oh, of these. So, okay. so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around and I'm just going to ask, uh, ask everybody here um, uh, for their answer for what's in the top 10, right? So here's the first one. Uh, and again, this, these are kind of what I felt related to your profession, uh, profession, Valerie, but I always dream of, and then what's, what are the top 10 getting filled in? I always dream of what, what are people searching that they're looking for answers because I dream of what? I lost my car in a parking lot. You lost your car. You must come across that a lot. Huh? Uh, but that that unfortunately was was not in the top ten. Um, okay. So Brady, I'm going to go to you next. What do you think? I, I always dream, dream of, of what? I always dream of like getting hurt or an injury or something. Oh, okay. I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to give right. you. I always dream of plane crashes. Oh, oh okay. Hey, that, that, that I'll give it to oh, you. Okay. I'm 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 gonna be pretty oh, generous there. You would so most likely get hurt in a plane crash. Most likely. So you know. All right, Jen, I'm gonna go to you. I always dream of what are people searching for? Well, I was gonna say death. Um, but I don't know if that's the separate from what you just because it's kind of like hurt and death. And so death. Uh, I'm gonna oh. give you I always Whoa. dream of falling. Wow. Okay, I'll a good one. Yeah, yeah that's I'm good always. One. Does anybody, when you're like you're dreaming of falling, you like jerk in your sleep and you <sighs> and you like wake yourself up because you like jerked, or is that I just me? Have you seen a movie? Oh, what's wrong with you, Phil? That's called a kick. Okay. okay. okay that's a kick. Wakes you up. All right, Maz. I always dream of. Uh, I dream of genie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No? I can't. Well, I don't know what that no, means. I can't. I can't make that's that a up. Celebrity. Okay. Valerie, oh, I'm going to go show, back Brady. to you. That was a good show, but I'm going to go back yeah. to you, Valerie. What do you think? I always dream of fill in the blank. I I have two, but I, I'm trying to think of common ones. Late, I'm late for something. Like I'm always late for like an event. Yeah, or... that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is good. Or missing something. <laughs> what? Why is that what? not on there? <laughs> I have nightmares mm. about that. That that is not uh, Brady. Yeah, so this one actually comes from our uh, the back room, uh, Angela. Uh, hot celebrities. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Angela. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna Angela. give you. I always dream of my ex. Oh, okay. Oh. That's what I'll, I'll give you on that. Yeah, I do. All everyone knows. All right. I do have an ex that was a celebrity. So. All right. Okay, that's a story for another day, Jen. I always dream of chocolate, food, potatoes, something like that. Oh, no. yeah. no. Maz, la last hope. Say, what, what, I was going to say got? potato chips, but I don't want to. <laughs> can't do that to her again. I'm thinking spiders and snakes. Oh, that's a good one. Predators. Yeah. 
No, what? that's not it. So, all right. So here's what you guys missed. Not bad, but here's what you missed. I always dream of my childhood home. Okay. Oh, yeah, I always sweet. dream of water. So then what, what is that? Like, is that when you wet Pee the bed? Because you, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Water. I always dream of the same guy. That happens. I always okay. dream of killing someone. Oh my! Oh, that's a yikes. that's a bad work environment right there. Yeah, they, they, they need they need red flag by the help. FBI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Great the Mallory. most common. That's so scary. The FBI's flagging that person. You know. Oh, I know, Brady. Uh, Brady, you told me about this one. I always dream of my teeth falling out. Oh, oh. gosh! You get oh, that wow. all the time. Interesting. Uh, I dream of my boyfriend cheating on me. Whoa. And I dream of Holy my dead father. Oh my okay. gosh. Yeah. What about yeah. flying? When's the last time anybody had a flying dream? <laughs> well, plane right? crash. Plane no, no, crashes. no, no. I mean like you flying, not in like, something. Like being a like bird. Superman? I don't know. All right, here we go. Next one. Valerie, people are searching up. Should I stop what? Should I stop what? Stalking my ex. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give you, should I stop texting him? But now you're scaring me a little bit, Valerie. Remember, you were talking about commitment, right? Like when you have to force somebody, we we might be there. Okay, Brady. Brady. I mean, I'm just going to say, should I stop drinking or smoking? I mean, I feel like that's got to be one. Uh, uh, uh whoops no. oh the thunder yeah yeah no that's uh i'm that's two i'm gonna give you two of those that's drinking and smoking weed yeah. oh, okay. are on there we just got the done talking lettuce? about that yeah yeah that's the devil's lettuce right the- <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that name. thanks garrett on that one all right uh jen what else are people they're, they're searching i'm trying to stop what should i stop getting married Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking at Angela or the wedding. The wedding. I was looking at what Angela did. Well, Jennifer, <laughs> third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> Only All once. Right, Maz. Only once. Maz. Oh, what? No. What what do you think? Should I stop? Should I stop stress eating because my wife stress bakes? Oh. <laughs> That's awfully specific. I'm going to give you, should I stop eating meat? And I think that's probably for the wrong reason that they're searching that (laughs) than what you're saying, but stretch that one. But regardless, Val, Val, I'm coming back to you. What what else we got in the top 10? Should I stop? I'm I'm going to say as it relates to like spending or investments, people always are like, should I stop investing in this? in this stock or <laughs> spending my money here maybe i don't know i like that one i like that one that's that's a good one. sounded great sounding no, right it did sound it really good did sound good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i I was, I was gonna give you one but it would have been a big stretch to give you that so so i do uh brady you know this is just gonna be out there uh should i stop itching my leg you know i feel like there's a lot of people that have like Huh. I don't know. Like, no, no, no. Okay. Well, it's got to be something medical. There's Wait, something medical like so far? that. What have we done so far? Uh, we've done drinking, lot, smoking really. weed, eating meat, texting her, and that's Those it. Those all go together, don't they? Oh, I like that one. I'm going with Angela. I'm going. I'm rooting with Angela. Um, should I stop taking vaccines? Yeah, Ooh. that has to be on the list. 
That's sure. a good one, Angela. Give it to me, Phil. Give it to me, Phil. Give it to Angela. Give it to Angela. Okay, so I so I'm going to give you. Should I stop taking birth control? Oh, okay. <laughs> birth control, vaccines. Same, Same thing. thing, sort of. <laughs> yeah, Val, that was the one. Maybe I was going to really stretch and give you, but it would have been a big stretch. Yeah, uh, we can all share it. We can all share heck it. Heck of a stretch. All right, Maz, we got one more shot. What else? Let's take one more off the list. Should I stop doing the show? I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just going to give you that one because it's probably okay. legit. But all right, here's Thanks. what we missed. Should I stop taking creatine? Oh, I was. Oh, a supplement. Yeah. 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 Really? Okay. Should I stop playing video games? Interesting. <laughs> and then Brady, this one's for you. Should I stop kittens fighting? Oh, oh. gosh. What's the answer? No. Uh, yeah. No, it's just stop I don't it. know what the don't answer stop. is. It's I'm but gonna, it's I'm it's, gonna Google it. Okay, you do that. But anyway, great job, everybody. Great job, Val. That that was uh that was fun. So Valerie, do this. Tell us do two things for me, I guess, if, if you can, um, tell us number one, like where, where can people follow you or, or if you're on social media and if not, the one thing I do want is, is where can people, if they are looking for some help or just want to talk to somebody, um, where are some good places you could send them? So, um, I want people to remember this very short number, nine, eight, eight. Um, if you follow um, SAMHSA, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration, uh, they have a 24-hour hotline available to anyone experiencing, most people associate it with uh, a suicide hotline, but anyone experiencing a mental health crisis or is in um, distress, they can call 988. There's also, since we are um, talking about weather, there's a disaster um, distress helpline. You can um, text 66746, talk with us, um, or 1-800-985-5990. That's a disaster okay. distress. That is a lot of numbers. Can we put that in the show notes or something? Yeah, I've already... we will. Absolutely. We will. Okay. Yeah, we absolutely. will. But if you remember 988, uh, that is a 24-hour um crisis line for anyone needing support and i tell people when in doubt reach out like even if you don't know call and ask the question they'll help you they'll help you um figure it out i'm not on social media unfortunately i mean i mean i do have a private that's probably fortunate but yeah yeah <laughs> a private page um but uh, because I'm assigned to uh, agency, I'm not available to to the public. But um, if I don't know if people reach out to the show, um, they do have an email address for me, and they can they can share that. Um, I would rather you reach out and I point you in the right direction. But I can't provide ongoing. Although I am cert, uh, board certified to um, provide clinical services, I can't provide clinical services to the public. Very good. Why? Well, and I appreciate you doing that, Valerie. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our final break. Uh, but don't forget, you can find Stormfront Freaks merchandise exclusively at Helicity.co. 
So home of our famous t-shirts like the Severe Outlook tee. Uh, you've seen probably the Oh Hail No tee. Uh, but you can also get the Only You Can Prevent hashtag Weatherfools tee at helicity.co. Uh, don't forget to take a photo and tag us on social media if you get something with our logo on it. Uh, you can view the entire Stormfront Freaks catalog and more at helicity.co, the weather superstore for the freak in you. So we're going to be right back. We've got our hashtag weather fools and a new wasted weather clip. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Rick Smith, Warning Coordination Meteorologist at the National Weather Service Office in Norman, and you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Under the Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. All right, guys, take two. What is this? This is Weather Fools. Who are we? What is this segment? Well, it's us as the freaks going out on the internet or the dark web, as people like to say. First of all, guys, I don't even know. Do any of you guys even have access to the dark web? I've never been on it. I think, Phil, maybe you have. Uh, you know, Phil does. I, I say I do, but I, I don't know. Okay, well, so please share that login information because we're all <laughs> looking for it. I will. I'll, I'll email any- it to you. Love that, love that, or maybe maybe Hotmail. I'm a big Hotmail guy, okay. but uh, anyway, if, uh, you know, for those that it's your first time in the show, or you're just a little forgetful, us as the freaks, we're going on the internet. We're going looking for something, a video clip, a Twitter post, something that you know. We not- we don't Brady. We don't have to go to the dark web to find this stuff. This, this well, you you always know. say we're going to the dark web for weather fools, and we don't have to go to the dark web to find weather fools. But you find it quicker. I'll, I'll let you keep web. saying it. That's fine. That's you, good. You find it quicker than dark web because the AI is there. You know the That's AI, true. all that smart stuff is there. But anyway, we're looking for something that you know where someone did something not so smart, and it deals with the weather. Phil is the overachiever tonight. Uh, he is the only one with a weather fool, or he has multiple weather fools. Phil, who are your weather? All right, so this one I'm calling Highway to Hell. This is a, a video from Alan Strum of a tornado oh crossing a road in Destin, Florida, and it's just the wow. the drivers just sitting there filming this tornado that's just Holy going crap. right across the road. I mean, it's, wow. it's literally what twenty yards. Do- yeah. Down tree like, there in front of him now. He also continues to drive. Like he's just like, ah, tornado in front of me. I'll keep going. You know, it's like, like that was interesting. Oh. And know? look at the other car coming right through it too. Like from like coming at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Like be weather aware, people. That, I mean, that's really all we're asking there is just be aware there might be some severe weather where you're commuting to and from work or. Yeah. yeah. He just keeps uh, driving. He's like, uh, you know, tornado just came through here. There might be some down power lines. Oh, I mean, look at that going. one. And, and Brady would tell you invest in some kind of a phone holder that that sits yeah. on your dash, so you're not <laughs> having to drive with one hand and and yeah. film with the other yeah. hand. Yeah, film. Yeah. You're not really distracted filming, but... driving during a tornado. Probably is not on the list of things that I would want to do, and yeah. that would probably classify you as weather for. Right. All right. This yeah. one's called slight risk of a slight limp. This is oh, from the no. SPC. Oh, uh, oh. You can kind of see the slight risk area. Weather yeah. peens. 
yeah, oh definitely, definitely phallic. That, that, yeah. uh, yeah. Man, there's some dirty minds out there. I just have to say, because if I were yeah. looking at that, I don't know if I would necessarily like. Oh, Jen, to shut up. You would <laughs> too. Stop. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. <laughs> MJ blows it up a little bit for you. Yeah. Now, yeah, and once, you start, once you start drinking, once you start drinking, you. You guys got to follow weather peens because no. it's got I mean, all this look, stuff. look at the tip on that thing. I mean, I mean it's, it's got cool. a tip. Okay. It's got a tip. Okay, All right. It's bad. It's bad. And then the last one, uh, this is against the grain in Las Vegas with a Prius. Oh. So this is flooding in Vegas. And it's like a Prius. Look at the look at the flow of that water. He's doing a hundred. What what are you <laughs> thinking? That's well, insane. Too. But oh, this is actually a great God. commercial for a Prius because literally he got through it. Yeah, it's like a little freaking Prius, and it's going <laughs> through that easily what 30 mile an hour flow easily. down yeah, the road. That's, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, That's not only is he crazy. driving through water, but he's driving through, you know, moving water that is hauling out. <laughs> against him. Against like, whatever. him. It's, and and whatever. do you really want to be buried in a Prius? I yeah. Mean, no, no. Look at that pickup truck. It's like, yeah. uh, I still don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's still a good <laughs> a idea. Prius is oh, like, gosh. we're going for it. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. funny. Anyway, that yeah, that that actually that that's probably one of the worst people I've seen with the whole turnaround, don't drown. Because yeah. at least the other people, it's like the water looks still. That's just like, come on, like what are we doing? You know, everyone's got their phones out. They know what this guy's doing. Stupid. So, you know. Yeah. But uh, but th those are the weather fools, guys. We will have all of those on on uh, look in the show notes. Look for one hundred or show one hundred ninety two. We'll have the links to all of that and more. guys it is time for wasted weather oh my gosh this is like one of my favorite segments of the podcast because we we find our weather friends usually our weather friends you know they're they're sober everything's great but every once in a while they <laughs> they're have a sober much, everything's you know, great every once in a while they maybe much to drink and they have to give the weather and so they usually get rid of those clips pretty easily but when the dark web AI, we can find them. And Phil found a great one oh with Adalia. Phil. Yeah, so the reason this is my favorite segment, Jen, is because you get to introduce it with that voice. Uh, that, is, that's what, what like makes... smoking on the commercial? I'll be back in five. The vitamin C is hitting in from her, uh, you know, emergency drink. <laughs> All right, so so it's it's tropical season, and uh, we just had Hurricane Adelia uh, recently come through the uh, Florida and uh, impact some folks. And of course, uh, Jen, your Weather Channel sent some folks down there, uh, including a well-known and good friend of the show, Jim Cantori, was oh, down yeah. there. And I don't, you know, I don't know what the deal was. He he might have been there for a while. Um, Adelia seemed to be moving kind of fast, but he might have been sent down there kind of early because as he was reporting it, it he kind of sounded like, uh, you know, we know he's he's had his Tito's on the show before. <laughs> so it sounded like maybe he's had some, but then then there's it, it plays a little bit later. And 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 it sounds like he's he really took he took his five minutes. That's that's what it <laughs> sounded like. So, MJ, MJ, why don't you play this uh, clip we found? We wanted to show you storm surge, and that's exactly what I'm doing here. Fred, 
Let's go down. Vodka and we'll be he and Brad. I don't know who Brad is. But he must have had one with Brad. <laughs> He's one of the crew. The center is about 50, probably 55 miles or so to my west. So it's probably the closest point here for Cedar Key. But remember, we're still pushing that water. Huge southwest. Huge. Still pushing Huge. that water. In. It's early in the morning, and too. You kind of wonder with these homes across the, street, the lattice, how high the water is. Lattice. What is, what's that? 12 to 16. Oh, here we go. About an hour ago. Oh, uh, no. Surge is coming in. I mean, come look at this. This is unbelievable work. We're essentially surrounded by a wall right now. It has not stopped. <laughs> you can literally see the surge coming in. Go down to the University of Florida sign, Brad. I mean, it's oh, coming Brad. in in waves. Cut him off, Brad. Cut him off. It's coming in in waves, and it keeps piling up here. <laughs> wow. So they, yeah. they must have... Uh, yeah, they must have gone gone away, cut cut to somebody else, and <laughs> sent sent Jim oh to God. bed. He was up. He was he must have been up really late that night. Nine but uh, oh my wow. God, I love Jim. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's Jim's great. So all right, uh, let's uh, let's check our freak fan box. Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this uh, this is a little bit dated, but you know, I mentioned earlier we talked about all of our Patreon members get access to our exclusive Facebook group that is exclusive to our Patreon members. All of our co-hosts are on there. We're posting stuff on there. Uh, Maz, I'm waiting to see something from you, but uh, when too. you get it, when, <laughs> when you get a chance, uh, and then we've got over 50 of our past co-hosts on that group as well. Uh, so it's just a lot of fun. But uh, Steve Collier, one of our, our patrons and friends, uh, he was actually at our 100th episode that we had in Oklahoma City back a week before COVID During broke. But, yeah. but uh, St Steve reached out on our Facebook group and he had just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, drunk hey, Brad. Hey, Brad, come <laughs> over come here. On, Brad. <laughs> uh, anyway, Steve Collier said... Here's what he said. Wait, he said, I, MJ? That's what I want to Brad. Brad, we, Brad, we got to cut that he? part out. Where is he? <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Steve said, hey, I sadly wasn't able to watch the show live, but I was finally able to watch it. The team had me laughing like crazy, and I was totally captivated by this new technology. What an amazing concept and technology. My mind was completely blown as well. I cannot wait to see how the rest of that unfolds with the 3D radar in the Unreal 5 engine. Thank you, and great show as always. Yeah. Then... He said, Brady, you were asking if there was such a thing as a snow squall or a dust storm warning. Mm. The answer is yes to both. I got to experience my first dust storm warning last year near Kearney, Nebraska. Um, Kearney? Yep. Like carnage? That's, yeah. That's, that's where yeah. UN is, right? Mm. Uh, I, I was. Don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I only got wow. a kid there. 
Uh, it was super scary. I was more scared in this situation than I've ever been storm chasing. And I've, I've had really close calls with that. Semis were being blown over everywhere. And our RV that we were traveling for work in at one point had lifted up on one side and steered into the wind and it dropped back down. Thankfully, we were able to get off the road after that. Who wow. takes an RV to work? That's I don't know. Carney. Is that what they said? <laughs> Carney. <laughs> Carney. <laughs> to Carney. Yeah, who's, who's yeah, driving an RV to work to Carney? <laughs> like, who's... Uh, that's crazy. But anyway, Steve, thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for sending that. And of course, uh, if you want to mention us in your next post, uh, you might also see it on our next episode. So, um, But that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Live. Thanks for tuning in. Before we announce the next guest of our next episode, do us a favor. And if you like our show, hit the follow or subscribe button. Um, that just guarantees that you're going to get our next episode right away in your inbox. Uh, and it also helps us get discovered. You can also do that just by sharing your favorite episode on social media. Uh, you know, go to your favorite episode, whether it's YouTube or your, your podcast player, and uh, do the copy or share the link, post it on social media. Tag us as well, because then uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the next show. Uh, but that helps us out. We really appreciate it. Um, Freaks, let's find out how people can follow you, Maz. I'm going to start with you. Where can they find you in Kearney, Nebraska? Carney, Nebraska. Carney, 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 potato, potato. I am on X at. Yeah. Uh, Listen I... to you. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! What an X! Wow! Yes. 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 Now that throw off my mojo too. Uh, let's see. Uh, where am I? At? Oh, money, storm, the number four. And you, the letter U. You you have to. Ta- I can't tag you. By the way, do you know that you don't let people tag you on that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's just some people. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to tag you on some of those things, so you get it, and it, and it won't. It's like it won't let you. So, all right, uh, Brady, I'm going to go to you because Jen's probably got a book page to share yeah. on how to follow her. So what what do you got? Yeah, you can follow me on X at. Uh, wow. WX and uh, also guys, I know we said this earlier in the show. Never let your kittens fight it out. Always <laughs> separate them. Oh, what repeat that. repeat that again? What's your X handle? Uh, at Brady Harris WX and never let your go. cats fight it out is the important part. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm glad we got that twice. All right, Jen, love you. What? Uh, where are all the places people can find you? Well, I'm also on X um, at Jay Watson underscore WX, and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok, Jennifer Weather. Very good. And you guys are all on X. I'm still on Twitter, but it's at Stormfront Freak. Uh, that's where I tend to do a lot of uh, my social stuff. Special mm-hmm. thanks to our guest tonight, Commander Valerie Gardner. That was a good show. That was uh, that was obviously a little different than what we normally do, but uh, uh, very good. So our, our next episode, so get this, we're going to be drinking with former HVAC tech turned on-camera meteorologist Brant Beckman from Rapid City, South Dakota. Woo! Uh, so yeah, so he's uh, came highly recommended to the show, so we're looking forward to chatting with him. This guy started storm chasing before he could drive, and he totaled a car. <laughs> wow. So. Oh, my gosh. Hey, if he's good with the HVAC, wow. maybe he can go to my parents' house because it's been gone yeah. for like a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure he's got some DIY tips for you, Brady. So <laughs> sure. we'll, we'll, or we'll, DUI. <laughs> right. That, I'll be watching that too. Watching. Uh, so we'll be live Thursday, September 28th at nine o'clock Eastern eight central on YouTube. And the audio podcast will be available that weekend. Uh, so I'm going to signal the all clear for Maz, Jen and Brady. And in the background, we got MJ and the gang. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. You can watch our bi-weekly show live on YouTube.com slash Stormfront Freaks and download the audio version on your favorite podcast player. For links to our Patreon team of exclusive benefits, show notes, past shows, new videos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our interactive chaser radar from our friends at zoomradar.com. If you'd like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. X. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.